This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Are you still there? To delete your message, press 7. To save it in the archives, press 9. To hear more options, press 0. What are you talking about? Welcome to episode 11 of the Battle for LA podcast, part of the Clutch Points Network. I'm Tomei Ozarli. Uh, I cover the Clippers. I'm here with Ryan Ward, our other Lakers guy. Hey, what up? And Bob Garcia, our other other Lakers guy. What up? <laughs> oh, oh. Fire alarm uh, just went off. Fire alarm just went off. <laughs> we are we are a week removed from the Kawhi Leonard decision. He has chosen the Clippers. Paul George is coming with him. And both the Clippers and Lakers have completed their rosters, filled them out for the most part. We know the teams we're going to be watching next year. Uh, the Lakers, I think, did actually pretty well, considering they missed out on pretty much everyone they wanted. Uh, wouldn't you guys say? I don't know if they missed out on everybody they wanted. I didn't think they were targeting DeMarcus Cousins the whole time, to be honest with you. Um, they got a pretty good haul. I mean, everybody says, like, oh, well, they waited for Kawhi, and, you know, they could have got this guy and this guy and this guy or whatever, but they still did pretty good, and I like their roster. Yeah, I agree, Ryan. I, I, like I said, I, like he said, I don't think they targeted DeMarcus Cousins initially, but it's, it's, it's a good backup. I mean, plan B to – Kawhi, you know, you get Danny Green, who's a knockdown shooter. You get uh, Avery Bradley, which I didn't think they were going to do, um, which is a two-way, you know, two-way player, you could say, three and D. And, uh, you know, they, they, they made some good good additions. I mean, I'm I, I surprised, too. I mean, they, they got some guys that on good deals. I mean, I guess the only one you could say that overspent on would probably be uh, Danny Green a little bit, maybe a little more than people. Oh no! Well, they didn't overspend I, I on him. I don't think they did. But I'm just saying people may say they did compared to what, uh, how much cap space they had. You know, that 32. People will say anything, yeah. though, man. They'll say they'll even say that they wasted a spot on Demarcus yeah. Cousins because of his injury history. So it doesn't. Who cares? Who cares what they say? I, I, they did well, even though I will say this: Tamara forgot to put uh, Avery Bradley in the notes. That's that's one demerit right there. Uh, yeah, there's a reason for that. Back back when he was on the Clippers, we called him Avery Badly because he was so bad. Well, he oh. would just take long contested mid range shots, uh, late in the shot clock, over dribble. He'd get <laughs> lost on on backdoor cuts. Oh, you guys, you guys will see. You you guys think it's a great? Maybe he's good with two stars. Maybe, but just in my experience covering him last year, uh, he's a nice guy. Don't get me wrong, he's a really nice guy. But boy, he's he's tough to watch sometimes. No, I'm I'm not saying that he's going to be you know a godsend for the backcourt mm-hmm. or anything. I'm just saying like a. I honestly, there's a question mark for every guy in the roster, yeah. and that's including LeBron, NAD. I think I, I mean, I've always been a big uh, supporter of Kuzma, but I mean, Kuzma's the only guy I wouldn't be like, okay, this guy's not going to be the same guy he was last year. I think 
you got to be concerned about LeBron and his health. You got to be concerned about AD and his health. You got to be definitely got to be concerned about Marcus Cousins and his health. Obviously, Bradley. Um, you don't know what if Danny Green can just come in and just be the same guy. You don't know. I mean, Jared Dudley. We don't know how much ball he has left. Quinn Cook. Can he step up and be that guy? Troy Daniels. Uh, I think a lot of people in LA have to learn his name first and know who he is. Uh, <laughs> uh, McGee, you know what you're getting. Rondo, you know what you're getting. Caruso can only get better, I think. Uh, KCP. He's good, he's good for one poster a year. <laughs> I'd say more than that, actually. If you get him more time, he, he'd be good for a lot of posters. But uh, Actually, yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. KCP, I think I'm guaranteed 80 to 90% of uh, Lakers fans hate that move, but uh, just it is the way it is, and I, I don't think they've done bad, but I think they did the best of what they could could do. Yeah, I, th- I think with their roster, it's it's. I mean, you could say at the very least, you could say it's deeper than last year's team. You have proven guys. Yes, Definitely. they have question marks. You know, maybe health, maybe recent play, but they have a team of. I mean, I I, I can't say one area in particular that they're short in. Maybe maybe more depth in the front court, but they have guys who have shown at least at some portion of their career that they can be significant tr- contributors. You know, and maybe, you know, who knows, who knows what this roster is. Yes. They have to learn to gel with each other and get used to playing with each other and find their defined roles. But I mean, given what they were able to find, you know, at the market at that point, given what, so almost a weekend and they were able to get those pieces. So, I mean, I don't. I don't think you can look at those moves and say, "Hey, the Lakers didn't do uh, the best what they could with at that point in free agency." Well, you got to see him play. Once you see him play, you're gonna know how these guys mesh, or at least get a good idea. And from what we've heard now, with that uh, whole LeBron playing point guard thing, is it's not uh, maybe not so true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I mean, I, I like what they've done. I mean. It, Considering the circumstances, it's not it's not bad. I still think the Clippers have the edge in terms of defense. Yeah, uh, especially probably two of the best defenders in the league right now, and you got Patrick Beverly. But what do you, what do you think about that, Tomara? I'm sure you have your thoughts. Uh, I mean, I think the Clippers did did the best they could with what they had, and that was a lot. Uh, once I, I Paul George and Kawhi, we know you know what you're getting with them. I will say though that. Paul is coming off of a double a shoulder surgery on one on each shoulder, and uh, I, I think it's remained to be seen what he can bring or when he can come back. Anyways, um, they might have to bring him along slower than than uh, people expect. Like I've I've heard that he might miss training camp, he might be ready for training camp, he might miss preseason and regular season. So it's kind of been all over the place with that. Um, Look, I mean, they, they brought their back their free agents in Patrick Beverly and Jamichael Green. They they showed what they can do in the playoffs. They they played really really well. Um, they traded for Mo Harkless. They got in on, on that Jimmy Butler trade and got Mo Harkless from the Blazers, which is a pretty underrated uh, piece. He's not he's starting caliber, but he's he's going to pitch in you know like a good eight to ten points, a couple of rebounds here. Uh, he'll he'll play some solid defense for you. Uh, Rodney Magruder is a guy who I think was a, a sort of sneaky pickup. Um, for the Clippers because he was let go by Miami. I think they just had a roster crunch. They had to let someone go. And uh, he's just a solid sort of two-way guy. McGruber! I know it's McGruder, but I like to just say McGruber (laughs) right now. Yeah. 
no no familiar connection to uh to mcgruber i have <laughs> no idea who rodney mcgruber is or mcgruder i'm just gonna call him mcgruber no <laughs> well uh mcgruder played for the heat in case you didn't know but uh um, is that in miami that's in miami correct <laughs> Yes, yes. Okay, good. Yeah. good. On, we're on the same page. We're flowing. We're flowing. We're flowing. Go ahead. Here we go. Um, he's just a solid two-way guy who can give you give you some three-pointers here and there, give you some uh, some solid defense and, and, and whatnot. So um, I think their roster is pretty set. They, 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 they've got a lot of guys who complement both Kawhi and PG very well. They've got depth at pretty much every position except for the point guard position and the center position, which, you know, the wings are sort of um, – the dominated position right now in the NBA. I mean, teams are just, if you look at all the finals MVPs, it's pretty much a wing player for the last, I don't know, like 15 years or 12 years, whatever it is. I'm not sure, but uh, wings are pretty much dominating the league right now. And the Clippers are, are deep in that position. Um, I do think they need a backup point guard though. And, and um, one guy that was just released or waived by the Golden State Warriors, Sean Livingston, maybe a homecoming for him. That'd be pretty cool to see. Um, that would be pretty cool. I mean, I, I wasn't he talking about retirement, or wasn't there rumors about him just calling it quits? So yeah, he was. He, he's I believe he's thirty three years old or something like that. But he's um, he's just slowed down. You could tell in the playoffs he was kind of just not 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 as good as he has been in the past. And there were there were reports that he'd consider retirement. But uh, Woj the other day said he's looking for another team, and um, it, I think it's pretty obvious who he should join. I mean. If you remember, he 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 started his career with the Clippers at age of nineteen and twenty one. He he underwent like he he had a really bad knee injury, where he tore like three of the four or two of the three ligaments in his knee. Bro, and he got he, you don't have he to got, tell people about that. <laughs> anybody, yeah, no, anybody would, go on YouTube and and, and look I mean that up. It's, that is it's tough to watch. One of the gnarliest injuries I've ever seen. Say so that it's one, t- Paul George, and. Uh, I know I forget one right now. Those two. Scared. Gordon Hayward. Yeah, that was pretty bad. And well, I, here's the I thing, didn't even though. look at Nurk. Was it Nurkic? Or? Yeah, Nurkic. You could hear the snap on that one. I didn't even. I didn't even want to look at that one after I heard about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but here's the thing with with, with Sean. He tore two or three or three to four, whatever it was, and he uh, he actually came close to having his leg amputated because it just. I think it was just beyond saving or something like that. That's so insane. He now came, he's a three time champ. Yeah, so it, it, he came that close to you know career-ending injury. Now he's you know he recovered well. He had a, a few stops, and now he's an NBA champion. So I think it'd be great for him to come home to LA. I mean, home is Peoria, Illinois, but uh, come home to the Clippers, where where you started your career. Um, try to go for a ring, and um, you know then maybe call it a career. I think that's the best way for him to go. No, I think that makes perfect sense. I mean, uh, why not? It's a contender. You're gonna pick up right where you left off, pretty much, and. And uh, I'm sure pick our Clipper fans, like, I don't know how many there are out there. I'm sure I'll get criticized for this, but whatever. Um, you'll love them, right, immediately. It'll be a, a nice pickup for you guys. But, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. But absolutely. I, got one, I got one question for you, though. Do you think, okay, the dust has settled, a week has gone by. Do you think that the Clippers maybe gave up too much for Paul George? You have to look at it. You know, if you look at it just for Paul George, yeah, it looks like a lot. But if you think about it, you know, Kawhi said he was coming if he got Paul George with him. So you're basically trading those whatever it was, five or six picks and Shane Gallinari for the two time finals MVP and Paul George. You're getting like a two for one so pretty you're, much. You're thinking of it as just a combo deal. It was a combo deal That's, and it was it was worth the risk because you got two of the guys. 
Yeah, I mean, that's just the way you have to look at it. If, if Kawhi was, was serious, and maybe maybe it was a leverage play, maybe it wasn't, but if he was, if he was serious about not coming here unless he had another star, then you have to look at it as we're acquiring two superstars and we're giving all this away. Like, I talked to Jerry West today, a humble brag here, but he was, you know, he, they were name really high on Name dropper, name dropper, okay. You, you, got, you guys know who Jerry West is, right? No, I have no idea who that guy is. Can you, Mr. Clutch, the logo? Just happens to be the logo, yeah, that the NBA. But I was chatting with him today, and he, um, you know, they, they were high on Shea. He was particularly high on Shea. He liked his potential, but he told me, "Look, just you have the opportunity to to get two all all NBA superstars. You you just don't pass up on that. You can't you can't pass up on that, especially with a team like the Clippers, who haven't who doesn't have a great history of winning. Uh, you just can't pass up on that." No, I I would say that's true. I mean, why? why I mean, I, I'm sure the Lakers would do the same thing, and they kind of did with AD, right? I mean, they traded their whole roster outside of LeBron and, and uh, Kuzma uh, to get one guy <laughs> who we don't even know if can stay healthy for 60 games a season, you know? But um, tell us a little bit more about your little interview with the logo. Oh, I mean, no, we, we just talked about some of the draft picks and um, just – I, I just know he was really high on Shea. He and the organization were really high on Shea. They thought he could be a future All Star, um, and just I know that it was tough for them to to, to trade him. So, um, which is why I'm saying you have to look at it as we're getting the Clippers were getting two guys, two superstars, and not just as a Paul George thing. Um, yeah, I, I just that's the way you have to look at it, and um, and I think Clipper fans, although it's a little fresh, they're probably a little upset that they have to give up Shea. But look, if you win, if you win an NBA championship this year or next year, uh, I don't think anyone's really crying about it. Well, you put it in this way. I mean, they're going to be in contention for at least the next two seasons, right? And that's probably, I mean, like serious contention. We're not just talking first round, second round uh, knockouts or even like that's where they're projected. People are going to be picking them to go to the West Finals for the first time ever. You never gone to the oh. West Finals, right? That's No, 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 no. Okay. No, they had a three-one lead over the Rockets in 2015 and blew that. Um, Can you repeat but, that? Can you repeat that one more time for the listeners? They had a three-one lead over the Rockets and blew it. Yeah, okay, it was rough. Yeah, I know, yeah, but I know. better times are ahead. Better times are ahead. Um, so, Tomer, what has been the reaction since the moves? Like from fans that you've seen from Clipper fans, like what what has been the feedback since the moves? Like since you guys have been put into you know the limelight as the favorite it's been it's been pretty exciting uh a lot of clipper fans showed up to summer league um they're just they're just hyped they're just hyped laker fans and clipper fans were going at it here in, in las vegas i'm sure they'll be going at it next year as well um the vibe's good i, I think you know despite that Kawhi just signed his two-year deal and people are like <laughs> oh he can leave after two years the, organ- the organization's not worried about that um, they know it, 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 it's in his best interest financially to do that. And so they're not worried about that. They know, I, I believe there have been some verbal agreements behind the scenes, but we won't get into that. Um, Kawhi is going to be here for the long haul, barring something crazy happening. So, you know, Clipper fans are excited. Um, Laker, fan, Laker fans should be just as excited for their teams. It, it, it's looking really good for them as well. Um, LA is just going to be insane next year. It's going to be the, the capital of the sports world with the LA Rams chargers playing well. Um, you got the Dodgers angels. Just, it's going to be, I haven't even mentioned the Kings. They haven't been that great, but um, yeah, it's just going to be, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, actually. And the, and the clutch points uh, three on three tournament. We're going to have, 
Anybody want to sign up? Take it on. No. <laughs> What'd you say? No, I, I, you, know, you know one thing too, Tamar, that I I think people are not taking notice as far as Kawhi is that that two-year deal, the two plus one, is I think it's more so of for him to get to that 10-year mark. So then he can get that with the super max, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's his, it, he can get thirty five percent of the of the cap. It, it's that max, and that's the only reason he took it. Um, that that's really all it is, from from what I understand. The Clippers aren't worried at all. They knew this would be a possibility, just so he can, you know, make the most money um, entering the twenty twenty one off season. Um, it, Paul George will be eligible for that too. He'll be in his eleventh year at that time. So you know what's funny? Um, though? No, it just makes perfect sense for both sides. No, no one had. Before he signed, no one mentioned this ever. I this. Oh yeah, they did. I never heard it. All I heard was, People, "Oh, uh, what was it Chris Carter that was saying?" I mean, believe the talking heads or whatever. But uh, that he will not take a short-term deal. He's definitely signing for you know four years. Well, Woj also said that he signed for four years when he initially announced the news. Four year, one forty, whatever it was. That's what I mean. Then, um, like nobody. Well, here's the thing. Here's really the thing. It, it act like there was an option, and now it makes perfect sense when you when you put it like this. Like, oh well, he stands to make a shitload more mm-hmm. money if he, you know, if he does the option thing, and um, he comes to ten. It's a ten year vet, right? That's locks in the yeah. The super ten year, max. you can make thirty five. Yep, thirty five of the yeah. Guy. That makes perfect well, super, sense. Super right? max, super max was the team you drafted you. So it's a little, or, or or something else. I don't know. I'll look into it. But but um, yeah, it's just it's just that he can make thirty five percent of the cap. So he's he's in for a huge payday. And people talked about him potentially taking like a like a two year deal with or a three year deal with Toronto with an, with an opt out for the final year, and then coming to the Clippers or, or or something like that, or going to the Lakers. Um, but yeah, I think this this two this two year deal. Uh, this three-year deal with an opt-out for the last year is just a money thing, just so he can cash out and, and make a bunch of money in 2021. Um, I just don't see him leaving. I, I, from what I understand, that they're not really worried about it either. But there is pressure that you know they can't just mess around. It's championship or bust here right now, for the first time ever, I think. I would say there's no chance of him leaving right now. But the way that things are moving in the NBA, it's like you can't predict anything anymore. I mean, who would have predicted that Paul George would be on the Clippers? Kawhi be on the Clippers, Russell Westbrook now on the Houston Rockets, like Chris Paul and OKC, and he'll probably go somewhere else now. Do you know I mean, there's D'Angelo Russell on the Warriors, F- Jimmy Butler on the Heat. It's yeah. crazy, man, and no one's on the Knicks still. <laughs> <laughs> no one's on the Knicks. Hey, 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 hey! Put some respect on Julius Randle's name, please. Oh, that's right. Well, we'll get some emails too, right? Like, oh, why did you criticize the Knicks on your podcast? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate this. Can you, can you? I've reviewed your podcast three or four times. We've heard. We are not allowing you to be credentialed at Madison Square Garden anymore. Do you realize we're LA based, not New York, right? (laughs) Is that your Knicks official voice? You know, it is. It is today. It might change. Might change over time. Might get more. You might might need a New York accent next time you do the impression. And I was the one um, sticking up for the New York guy for for a while there, and now I'm like, you know what? You know, you know what? Too, uh, I think what it also sets up too is that I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the how stacked that class, that free agent class is going to be with all those big names. Oh yeah, so, it's I mean, big. even yeah, that, it's, that it's massive. Like, what twenty one? Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're saying? So there's there's oh, going to be yeah, a lot yeah. of big names out there. We, like was it with LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, C.J. McCollum. Uh, Gordon Hayward, um, Kenny, 
couple players off my top of my head, but oh, Mike Conley. You know, there's a lot of you name Blake Griffin. Name Blake Griffin. There you go. Victor Oladipo. Blake Griffin will be retired by then. He'll be retired. <laughs> He'll be playing in the big three. Watch. Oh God. Um, yeah, it's it's a big class. It's a big class. Um, one of the guys though who's not going to hit that class is uh, Russell Westbrook, who as of about. Three hours ago, four hours, well, actually, no, it's much longer than that. About six hours ago, was traded to the Houston Rockets uh, for Chris Paul and a bunch of picks. Hey, I got a, uh, I got a question for both of you guys about Russell Westbrook. Were any of you guys, or each of you guys, were, were you surprised at all that he was traded like this and Chris Paul was traded somewhere else? Like, is the shock value of these trades, is it gone now? Because I, I had like a split second where I was like, whoa. Didn't see that because I thought it was going to be Miami, right? Like everybody else. And then it went away. I, yeah, I was just like, okay, <laughs> like okay, adjust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I mean, when you know that, I guess this one it was like Chris Paul. You knew he wasn't getting along with James Harden, Russell Westbrook. You knew he wanted out. You knew that Russell and James Harden were best friends or good friends off the court, former teammates. So I think maybe the shock value was de- 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 depressed because of all this depleted because of all this background. But um, no, it shocked me a little bit. I, I thought he was going to Miami. or It seems like Miami was just a leverage play at this point. Yeah. It seems like it was just it was leverage to get OKC to cough up whatever, or uh, Houston, excuse me, to get cough up whatever OKC wanted to get the deal done. OKC is just in desperate panic mode. They just do not want to run it back. I don't yeah. understand them. I don't blame them. Look at them. They, they've got a whole haul of picks now. They could literally rebuild their team. Step by step, every draft. No, but I'm talking about Houston, though. Houston just oh, no, Houston. to run it back is insane. They're just going, you know, I think Daryl Morey is just so pissed off that every move that he makes, he comes up just short. Just short. But he's just he's swinging for the fences every time. Every single time. You know, he's bold. I mean, I, I got to give him credit. I mean, he's, he's got balls. Daryl Morey, he's, he's, he's a ballsy GM, and he goes for it. But then you get other guys like Sam Presti, you know, that that are just, you know, they're like, okay, we're cool with sitting back for a couple of years and then just building up all this stuff. And then maybe we'll use it all to acquire somebody or use it all to get a bunch of guys, you know, like, yeah, they got a bunch of picks. They got a bunch of picks, a couple of pick swaps on the Paul George ones. They got four, two more picks and then pick swaps here in the Rockets trade. They got, you got to admit though, the GM job and even like coach jobs, like coaching jobs, they're, they're, they don't have much room to make decisions, right? If they can make the wrong decision, be fired tomorrow. Like they're, they're, it's, all, it's like the player empowerment error is what they're calling it now, right? Like it's all about the players. It's not about the coaches. It's not about the front office. It's not about you know, GMs and anybody behind the scenes. Those guys are all expendable, all expendable. I mean, so you have to make moves like this these days because if you don't, you get left behind, you get fired. Yeah, but look, if a, if a guy wants out, you you gotta you gotta respect, especially a guy like Westbrook, who's been loyal to you and in, in the city for so long. If he wants out, you just do the best you can, acquire picks, acquire you know assets, and just do you know they could they could still flip Chris mm-hmm. Paul, I believe, and um, I think they will, and just get something else for him. They, you could they could send him to New York for a young guy if they want. They could send him to a, a bunch of places who who, who could. I don't know who the hell is taking forty some million dollars on his contract with what yeah. three years left or something like that. I don't know who's taking that, but 
um, he can he can help a team. There, I just I've seen some talks of him getting bought out. There's, <laughs> there's no chance he gets bought out. He how, that's how is that fucking possible that you no, buy out that guy's possible. contract? That's that's yeah, crazy. People, no, that's not happening. I mean, no, historic. people just cut that out right yeah. now. It's absurd. No, but I think you know one team that I thought would be interesting or that might show interest is uh, Minnesota. If you think Minnesota was going pretty aggressively yeah. for D'Angelo, right? And they, they needed a point guard or, the, you know, somebody other than Andrew Wiggins, <laughs> I think. Uh, I could see I, I could see Cat and, and Chris Paul together. Yeah, I, I could The too. only thing that would pretty come in the way of that is this, the Timberwolves trying to throw in uh, Andrew Wiggins to the deal because they're, they're trying to unload that contract, but no one's taking it. Um, yeah, but I mean, you'd kind of have to to yeah. make the numbers work, right? I mean, uh, you'd have to do that, and then maybe even have mm-hmm. a third team in there. Like, it would get probably pretty complicated on this this uh, final step for OKC to, to. I would definitely throw Andrew Wiggins in a deal for uh, Chris well, yeah. Paul. Just you got to get rid of that Andrew Wiggins. Chris Paul might be worse, but you're yeah, probably well, in a better place to contend. Yeah, I mean, two guys, two guys that can play, and then you know, in Minnesota's see perspective. What yeah, you throwing them in. You're throwing them in there. Maybe OKC's willing to take it since they have, well, I think it's multiple first-round picks in six of the next seven years, something like that, something crazy like that. So, I mean, they, that's something that they could, you know, maybe maybe he needs a change of scenery. Who knows? I mean, maybe that's going to shift things for him. But, uh, yeah, I'd see Chris Paul going to another team. I, I don't see him staying put in OKC. You know, maybe Miami. Maybe, maybe that might be the case. Maybe they may just go all in for Chris Paul. I think that's not a bad idea. Yeah, either. And they get him alongside, yep. you know, mm-hmm. uh, alongside Jimmy Butler. You can, I think, you know, they can start with probably, you know, moving Goran Dragic's expiring deal, and then moving. I don't. I, I mean, I don't know exactly the contracts they have, but I'm sure they can build around that. And then, you know, who knows? Maybe they will get more picks. Yeah, it'd probably be like Dragic, Winslow, someone like that. They got to throw some young guys in there. Um, can you guys I'm think of any happy. other teams, though? Any other teams that would take Chris Paul right now? New or York. To have the space. Do they have the space, though? Uh, not sure. They, they might have to trade some guys. guys. Didn't they just sign yeah. uh, Morris today? Marcus Morris? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so then no, no, no teams really have the space then. Um, I know Cleveland was reportedly in, interested in trading for Russell Westbrook, but I don't know. Would they, would they trade for Chris Paul? I just, I just don't see it. I don't know. Um, Here's the thing. I, I've got a lot of people message me going, hey, guy, can, can we buy out Chris Paul and bring him back to the Clippers? <laughs> that ship has sailed. That Clipper has sailed. Let me just say that. There's been a lot of people talking about the Lakers, too. Like, uh, oh, well, if he gets bought out, can they, they get him for the minimum? I was like, yeah, no, probably that's, that's, that's not happening. Chris Paul's not taking the minimum, first of all, but he's also not getting bought out. We're just He's got to cut that out. He's not getting bought out. Even if possible. the Lakers were possible. a possibility – they still, you know, you you have the thing, the whole conflict between him and Rondo, and then Demarcus Cousins isn't the biggest Chris Paul fan either. Shit, I didn't even. Oh think yeah, that. yeah, yeah. There's, there's no way. He's, gonna he's got two huge that. enemies in LA right now. Yeah, he's he's not doing with that. Le- yeah, LeBron in his corner, but that's about it. Even though that's a big that's a big thing, but <laughs> if Chris Paul gets traded to the Lakers, Demarcus Cousins and Rondo Rondo are involved, hundred percent. It has to be right. But yeah. I mean, they, and, and they, they both then the Lakers, for the minimum, though, right? But yeah. then the Lakers are screwed even more because then that's three max guys on their deals, on their no. on their books. But you can't bring it, Chris Paul. That contract is just poison, man. That's just gonna yeah. it, it's gonna strap you for way too well, long. 
another thing too that the Lakers would have to wait until probably like December to even make a move, right? Like this mid December. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Somewhere around there. So that's I mean, true. even if they that's wanted true. to. So, so I, I don't know. Paul could be like purgatory here for quite some time. <laughs> oh yeah, he has no no say in this. He's just he's just on an island right now in OKC. I'd be pissed if I was him, but then again, I mean, it's not exactly like he's uh, rubbed a lot of people the right way in this league, you know. That's yeah, true. Um, real quick, let's just let's just do a quick uh, over under or um, on wins for the for the Clippers and Lakers. Let's say mm-hmm. over under fifty five. For the Clippers? Uh, you know what? That's too high. That's too high. Sorry. Let's go over and under 51. Dude, that's so hard because there's so many good teams in the West right now. Yeah. That's the only thing that's keeping me from going the, higher. The only the team that I would be like confident that, okay, these guys are definitely – or they have a good chance to win 60 games would be the Bucks because I think their competition just isn't there. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and they they kept their team relatively intact. I I I don't even know who they lost, or was it Miritich? Miritich? They lost Brogdon. They lost Miritich. So those two guys, uh, and that's about yeah. it, right? But they they brought the Lopez brothers in. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with down there. Uh-huh. Chip Hill. But uh, what do you guys think? Over over or under fifty one wins for the Lakers and Clippers? I don't know, dude. Uh, I would say Clippers. I would say over fifty one. I would think you'd have to do over on both right now. Yeah. Right now, do over mm-hmm. on both. But mm-hmm. I think that would change after seeing maybe a couple weeks of them playing. Yeah. Load management, yeah. <laughs> load management, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so too. You got to factor would, in too. I would take the under just because I know that Kawhi is going to get load managed this year. Paul George is going to be out the first two weeks. Anthony Davis is probably going to suffer some kind of minor injury. It's going to hold him, hold him out. <laughs> LeBron's going to be load managed. Um, these guys are gearing up, gearing up for the playoffs. So I think they'll get close to 50. Uh, I, I got to go under. Just Maybe they'll probably get to like 49, 50. It's, all I know is it's going to be interesting to watch from day one. That's the one thing I really like about this summer is it's made the, the, the NBA as a whole totally interesting. I mean, every game is going to be interesting because it's going to be new. It's all new. With the exception of a, what, a handful of teams, maybe less than that. Now that, now that I'm thinking about it, though, 50, 50 games is not a lot when you've got another 32 there. Yeah, but look at the competition. Look how many good teams, like really good teams. You're telling, the you're telling me the Clippers and Lakers are losing 32 games this year? Bro, they got to play the Jazz. They got to play the Nuggets. They got to play um, each other. You know, I, like, I, I take that back. I take that back. Warriors. It's going to be over 51. Yeah, like, it's going to be over 51. I, you know what? Okay, am I the only person that thinks D'Angelo Russell is a weird fit for the for the Warriors? He absolutely well, is the weird yeah. fit, yes. They don't like playing pick and roll. He's a pick and roll dominant like, guy. What? I don't point? get it. Like, was that just like a desperation, like we just need another guy because Clay's out? Well, they, they wanted they, – they got to get – they had to get someone um, – just so if, even if they don't use them, they, they can trade him down the line as an asset. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had to get him regardless. But I'm, did you hear what Katie said that when, 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 uh, when he heard that they were trying to do a sign and trade with D'Angelo, he was like, what? He's like, and he told the Warriors to include a first-round pick because I guess he just the value there was he was disrespected by it or something. I'm, I'm not sure. He thought what? Being, tra- being traded for D'Angelo was, was, was disrespectful or something. So he said <laughs> throw in a first-round pick, I guess. I, re- I, I, re- I respect Katie for his game, but man – some of these superstars, they just do weird shit behind the scenes. Like, really? Who cares? You're gone, bro. You're gone. Create your own legacy somewhere else. Like, create your own 
you know, path. Like, who cares? You lost D'Lo. Yeah. You knew D'Lo was going to be gone. And you got disrespected because you felt like that, what, in history, people are going to look back like, oh, wow, what a lopsided trainer. Blah, blah, blah. Who gives a shit? Like, honestly, these players give, they care about the stupidest fucking shit. Whoa, rated R, relax. I had, to, I had to drop it, man. F bomb. I, I think at this point, I, I would just view it as him helping the Warriors get somebody at least, right? I mean, that's what I would take. Yeah, as. I yeah, wouldn't take it as, right. hey, you need to add this to the deal. You're, you're well, no, he said he told the Warriors to throw a first round pick. Yeah, you need to, I'm saying you need the Warriors and add a first round pick to that. And, and I think it was that they're big, they, they didn't want to, so it's like. It no, no. Really it was basically it was basically Katie could have gone there by himself in free agency, or he could have, <laughs> or the Warriors wanted to do a sign and trade. He said, "If you're going to do a sign and trade, throw a first round pick. I'm not getting traded for D'Angelo Russell alone." That's just like really, really. Yeah. So, but yeah. Any final thoughts, guys? Uh, how many bets have you made in Vegas, Tomer? <laughs> None. Wait. You see, you didn't. Uh, I think Dylan was telling you that there was a bet that you I forgot what. What it was to bet on that he told you to do that and oh that was the home run derby I didn't put anything yeah, on that there you go yeah, oh, on, on, on Jock Ryan and I yeah we were supposed to go but uh, it just <laughs> didn't work out we didn't make it in time so we just didn't bet but yeah I put yeah I just yeah I didn't Dude, I wish I could that was an epic uh, home run derby I've never seen one like that before yeah, ever oh, yeah, that was crazy Vlad Guerrero Jr. is a monster but the fact that Jock went blow for blow like that that's incredible incredible yeah, his swing's so fast. Huh. I'm not a baseball guy, so I'm just going to close this out. <laughs> <laughs> just say it was fun. To um, just say it was fun. It was fun. It was fun to, it was fun to watch, guys. I loved it. It was a good um, time. They got that over the fence and all that. You know, that was great. Oh, yeah. All those balls. Hit that ball. That's it for our, for our episode. Um, you can catch, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at T-O-M-E-R-A-Z-A-R-L-Y. You can find Ryan Ward at Ryan Ward LA on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, as we've told you before, don't bother Bob anywhere but Twitter. You can follow him at the Garcia IV Sports. <laughs> very private person. Very private. Only on Twitter. Yeah, apparently, I, apparently I'm very private. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, if you if you guys have any suggestions, comments, questions, anything for us, leave them in the you know tweet us. Let us know in the in the reviews, whatever. Just you know, just let us know. Um, We'd love to hear feedback. Yeah, love to hear your feedback. So if you guys could, that'd be great. And uh, yeah, this is Battle for LA, part of the Clutch Points Network. Peace. See you guys. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/slash KeepStock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done.